0: This is the TNT College Football Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the very next episode of the TNT College Football Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Wilson. Glad to be back on tonight. hope everybody's doing well. And when I say glad to be back on, I really, really am. I'm glad to be back. Uh, Hopefully back for good, uh, starting these weekly episodes with my good friend, uh, Justin Brissett, Like we've been doing... For about a year, uh, about a year now. I mean, so glad to have you back, Justin. How, hope you're doing well.
1: Oh, thank you. I'm I'm glad to be back, and it's yeah. It actually, I think the first time we talked was right after the spring game last year.
0: That's right. And it it it's crazy because the spring practice is about to start back up this weekend. So we're gonna we're gonna hit on that a lot. Uh, we'll talk about. Uh, the pro day that happened today at Connecticut and then uh, we're gonna talk we're gonna start doing position breakdowns for each position on the team tonight we're going to focus on the quarterback position I think we both agree that it's going to be a crazy competition for that and it's March so I know this is a football podcast but we have to talk a little bit about Yukon men and women's basketball with the fantastic fantastic run they're making here in the sweet to the sweet 16, uh, starting tomorrow for the men. And, uh, it'll just, it's great to see, but Justin, if I may, I I just want to let the listeners know a little bit, um, where, where I've been, uh, when it comes to, uh, not being on the show as, uh, as frequently or at all. cool i uh <clears throat> i recorded an episode uh a couple weeks ago hopefully everybody had a chance to listen to it um uh, I, i'm not going to go into too much detail if you want to know you can go listen to that episode but i was dealing with uh dealing with some uh, some issues um everything's back on track and i'm doing great and uh really, really thankful for all the kind words that so many, uh, UConn fans, followers, players, uh, sent me, um, just, uh, really, really appreciate all that. So, like I said, if you want more details about some of the things that I, uh, was, was going through or struggling with, feel free to listen to that episode, um, uh, from a couple weeks ago, but, uh, at the same time, uh, in a much better spot, uh, God's helped me through a lot of really, really good, really trying times. And, uh, and my, my family and my church family and a lot of, a lot of really great people have helped me through some really, really trying times and, uh, thankful, blessed to, to say that I'm a much better spot now. So, but to get past that, let's, let's, uh, let's dive into UConn football, Justin, like, like you and I love to do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's, I, I got to ask you, first of all, I mean, it's been a while since we've been on the show, obviously. Um, with spring practice starting uh, this week, what are some things that you're really looking forward to seeing in the spring?
1: What I'm really looking forward to is uh, is – you know, defining who is going to start at quarterback. Um, also, wide receivers. Uh, that's 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 like another position. Um, also, I really want to see uh, some of the newer guys on defense. Um, see see what they can bring to the table. And I think this year, it's you know, offense. I think is going to be way better uh, than last year. Um, we, we we actually strove to. To a good point last year. Uh, defense, uh, especially defensive backs, uh, they improved, but I've, I'm, I'm thinking with some of the uh, transfers coming in, it's going to be pretty uh, solid there, too.
0: Absolutely. We, we did get some really good transfers across the board. Um, really excited to see those guys in action this weekend and moving forward. Then, of course, as we all kind of know, once spring practices conclude, we'll see another wave of transfer transfer portal uh, players coming in and out. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. But as Justin and I will give you every week, we'll do our best to uh, follow and track that as much as we can. But as we all know, the transfer portal is changing every second, So, but we'll do our best. <laughs> <laughs> We'll try anyway Right, we'll, we'll, we'll try, that's a great way to put it <clears throat> Well, I, I think one thing that that uh, we're super excited about And I know UConn Twitter, um, just in the past day or so Has become really excited over this uh, It's a busy weekend for UConn football um, With the spring uh, spring ball kickoff starting But there's a ton of guys coming this weekend for visits
1: yeah, we, we, we might as well just call it the uh, St. Thomas More uh, visit, uh, uh, Saturday visit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's great. There's
1: there's actually quite a bit of them. And, uh, you know, it, it's, you know, uh, researching a lot of these guys, too. I mean, a lot of them have really good offers. Uh, a lot of them also had really good uh, uh, junior day visits. So uh, I, I think I, I'm pretty sure, you know, just them coming onto campus and seeing UConn and seeing what the coaching staff's all about and see what, you know, our facilities and just the culture, I think is definitely going to, you know, open some eyes this weekend.
0: Absolutely. What, what are, uh, what are some of the names that you got for this weekend that are coming? So the
1: first one on my list uh, is Jaden Kopening. Uh, He's a 2024 running back athlete six foot 205 he, his his 40 yard is pretty awesome it's uh 4.44 and his visits were uh penn state and Monmouth right now and of course his other visits going to yukon
0: what what else you got who who else do you got on your list
1: and then uh chris williams uh he's a 2024 linebacker six two two ten uh, the visits that he had so far was Holy Cross, Penn State, uh, Pennsylvania, and Temple. He's a number five linebacker in Connecticut, and he's also a number twelve linebacker, in New England region. Um, also, Jamal Davis Jr. Uh, he's a 2025 uh, defensive back. He's six foot, 200 pounds. He was offered by Yukon, Syracuse, Penn State, LSU. D.C., uh, Rutgers, and Rhode Island. And then Jelani White, a big boy, uh, 2025 recruit for defensive line. He's 6'4", 250. Um, Jordeen Houston, uh, he's a three-star recruit um, as of on uh, Rivals. He's an athlete coming in. uh, Offers were Penn State, Pittsburgh, Rutgers, Syracuse, and Temple. Um, Adam Shovlin, he is a. Is said an athlete on the Boneyard. I looked it up. He is a defensive end. He is, a, I guess, an athlete slash defensive end. He's 6'6", 235, a three star. The offers, it's pretty big list. Uh, Boston College, Yukon, Duke, Maryland, UMass, Rutgers, Virginia Tech, Wisconsin, Iowa, Penn State, and Pittsburgh and then the last one that i hopefully i didn't miss any uh is ty curran he's a uh i believe he's a 2024 athlete wide receiver mostly wide receiver uh 180 uh, his 40 yard dash was 4.47 seconds he's the number two ranked wide receiver in connecticut number five ranked in new england region Uh, The offers was, he only had three offers, so Bowling Green, Charlotte, and Lafayette. The colleges he visited was Boston College, Columbia, LSU, UMass, Penn State, Rhode Island, and Syracuse. And that is it for the St. Thomas More uh, recruits coming in, I believe, but I'm sure while we're on here, they're gonna be, uh, there's some more that I'm sure are gonna trickle in, but.
0: I, I've just been amazed looking at looking at Twitter the past day, day and a half, looking at guy after guy saying that they're coming this weekend to, for visits. It's just amazing. And uh, like you said, for it to be local talent, homegrown talent is huge for the program. Yeah, it's really huge. And like we were saying, too, you know,
1: like the uh, preferred walk-ons from Connecticut, uh, just getting them into uh, – into the doors, you know, UConn doors is really going to open up by uh, uh, some eyes to Connecticut recruits, so they don't go to you know either P five schools, you know, in Wisconsin or LSU or Florida's, and, and you know, ho- hopefully we can keep some of them home.
0: Absolutely, and and you mentioned the the preferred walk ons. We did a really good job this off season getting a lot of in state preferred walk ons.
1: Yeah, no, and it's it's actually pretty crazy because, uh, you know, before we, UConn, they got preferred walk-ons, but it was only like maybe, I would say maybe like up to maybe a handful. And now, you know, we've really, we've really opened up the doors and, you know, seeing how, you know, kids last year too, um, like Sweet Feet uh, coming in as preferred walk-on or even a walk-on. And, and actually gained, you know, a scholarship mm-hmm. from just working hard. I mean, that that's just opening up eyes to, uh, to 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 kids, and um, actually, it was actually kind of a cool thing to see. I mean, even you know, we're 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 limited on scholarship players due to you know balance between women's sports and and uh, and men's sports. So it's kind of nice to see that we're we can still bring in preferred walk-ons or walk-ons in general.
0: Right. I I felt like a month or two ago, I was messaging you like a week straight, one or two new guys that were added to the roster that were preferred walk-ons. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was crazy because it was like day after day after day after day, and I've seen some of these kids in their huddle films, and it's like you know, a lot of these kids, if they work hard, they can definitely. They actually look like they have pretty, pretty good talent, and a lot of them look like they can, they could steal a scholarship spot. I mean, it's it's the 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 sky's the limit, honestly.
0: Absolutely. Going back to a handful of those uh, St. Thomas More kids that uh, you you referenced that are visiting this weekend, some of those offer lists that you read off, I mean. It's huge for UConn to be just in there on a handful on a handful of those guys. I mean, they got big time offers already.
1: Yeah, and it's it's uh, big time offers, and sometimes you know let those offers come in, and then UConn swoops in to get them. I mean, uh, mm-hmm.
0: I'm,
1: it's it on that list of seven of seven kids. I'm thinking we could at least get you know. Three or four of them, even just three of them, two to two to three would
0: be would be great. Right, absolutely. Well, the, the other thing that happened today was uh, the pro day for a uh, uh, handful of guys in uh, from last year's team that are having the opportunity to move on to the next level, hopefully. Um, and that th- that list of UConn players included offensive lineman Jake Godone. Uh, linebacker Brandon Boyer-Randall uh, Running back fullback Robert Burns Defensive back Trey Wortham Linebacker Ian Swenson Linebacker Marquez Benbry And then long snapper Tommy Zozus um, So a great list of guys from this past year's team uh, There was also a handful of players from other schools A couple FCSs in the Northeast And a uh, couple other uh, local Division Division One type players um, just, there's a really, really good uh, opportunity for those guys to uh, to showcase themselves. Uh, haven't seen a ton of like the results from from uh, from the pro day, but I've read and heard that Ian Swenson did really well, um, in a lot of and a lot of things he did. Then some of the bench press numbers that I saw, uh, Jake Godoin had 26 reps on the bench press, uh, 180 pounds is how they do it. And then Robert Burns had 21. So I mean, just a really, really good showing for those guys. Um, and, and I'm sure there was an NFL scout from probably every team. That's usually how these pro days work. Um, but it's not. It's not just about the NFL. Um, there's as we've seen recently there's other opportunities you got the xfl usfl um, arena football is going to be starting back up next year and then you of course you got the Canadian, the cfl in canada and um, i know jake godoyne had an opportunity to go over uh, to japan and play in an all-star game so there's opportunities uh in other places to play too so obviously these guys th- th- they're Number one goal is the NFL and that's how it should be But there's other great opportunities where we could find some Yukon Huskies sticking
1: Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, I know one of the Yukon uh, insiders that was there today um, They said that Brandon uh, Brandon uh, oh my goodness. Boyer Randall. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Brandon Randall actually uh, uh, Made a good name for himself today
0: Good, good. I, I'm happy to hear that. I think he can really. I think he proved, especially towards the end of last season, that he was a high level player.
1: Yeah, it, yeah, and, and it definitely showed in the uh, bowl game too. I mean, he, mm-hmm. th- throughout the whole season, I mean, he always he always went in and got tackles. I mean, he he's he's just he was just an all around guy. Um, I know Ian Swenson too. You know, he could probably. If he does make it to the NFL, he could probably go in as like a safety, um, yeah. where, where he started, of course. Uh, and you know, Jake, Jake, I, I, I could definitely see him. Uh, you know, if if it's not the center spot, he could, you know, be a guard even. Mm-hmm. Um, and also Tommy Zusus, um <laughs> I seen him on the sidelines last year, and he's he's a pretty big boy.
0: He's not, Yeah, uh, he's not small. <laughs>
1: No, and, and he, he, he's a pretty good uh, uh, long snapper, too. So no, no matter where these guys go, even if it's not the NFL, I mean, there, there's so much out there, like you, you just said, and it's just, oh, man. I mean, uh, just just going to represent UConn man, in the NFL, XFL, CFL, uh, USFL, I mean, uh, all of them have great coaches, mm-hmm. and you can learn.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I like you were saying. I think Jake Gadorin has a really good opportunity to not just play center, but like you said, offensive guard. Uh, I, I think he has a really good opportunity to to get on somebody's practice squad and kind of work their way work his way up. And I think he he has a really really good shot. And then like Brandon Boyer Randall, as we've already said, I mean he he can really do some things. And I know Jim Moore is really high on Robert Burns. And I remember last year Jim Moore was saying that Burns is going to play in the NFL. And if Jim Moore says that, I have to agree with it.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I mean, Burns really showed it last year, too. I mean, he he stepped up to the plate when he needed to. And, uh, you know, he made some big plays for us last year.
0: Absolutely. <clears throat> well, <laughs> let's let's get into our position breakdown. I know this is something that we've we've been talking about for a while and something that we're really, really excited about. And uh, we each got, uh, we went through, there's seven different quarterbacks right now on UConn's roster heading into the spring, which I think is a, it's a, it's an awesome thing, but it's also kind of mind blowing how there's seven guys.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, and, uh, and, and in the past, you know, QB position was definitely one of our weaknesses. And now it seems like it's one of the strengths. (laughs)
0: there's definitely going to be a battle let's just say that
1: oh yeah and i I, i'm pretty sure that you know uh it's going to be a crazy battle and everybody's going to be out there to 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 get that to, to get those you know top three spots
0: absolutely well we'll kind of go down the list uh justin and i each researched different guys so uh, we'll we'll give you a little insight onto each each one of them, but uh, Justin I'll go ahead and let you start with uh, Braden's or Menno.
1: Okay, so uh, Braden Zermeno, uh, Menno uh, He was from like, Loyola high school. He committed to Arizona uh, transferred to UConn uh, <clears throat> He's 6'4 He's a uh, he's a pro style quarterback and while he was at in high school um. He, he didn't play. A, I, he didn't play a snap for Arizona. So in high school, his numbers were uh, seventeen hundred and seventy-one passing yards. Uh. He went for one hundred and fifty-eight. Um. Hundred fifty-eight to uh, two eighty-one. Um. <clears throat> for completions. He uh, had nine touchdowns and seven interceptions. Um. It kind of looked like he was kind of like a late bloomer um, with his numbers, uh, but I, it, by by looking at his at, at his tapes, uh, he has a great arm. He's very accurate. Uh, he can also, whenever a play you know breaks down, um, he can he can run the ball too. And he's definitely you know one of those dual quarterbacks that uh, <clears throat> Nick Charlton was looking for and uh, Jim Mora.
0: Absolutely, and we, we saw him added to the team last year kind of midway through the season kind of an interesting situation there um, and and I've heard from uh, a player or two that he, he He can really do some things that he can really spin it
1: Yeah, I, I, I felt like you know even on the sidelines when he was practicing the, the, the zip he had on the ball uh, I, I know last year it, he did come in pretty late. It was kind of like a, I guess you'd call it like a free agency pickup uh, because <laughs> of the injuries. Um, but he, he definitely looks like, you know, once once he learns the playbook, he, he looks like he could be a contender.
0: <clears throat> Absolutely. Uh, the next guy uh, is one I had, uh, quarterback Taquan Roberson. Uh Won the job last year um, So uh, Obviously UConn fans will know That he Didn't didn't get to play very much obviously He went down with a season ending injury In that first game He was 1 for 2 for 10 yards In that Utah State game But he he was helping the offense Move the ball really well there At the beginning of that game And, and I know his leadership Um is something that a lot of the players respect and, and and really, really like out of him. And I and I guarantee Coach Charlton and Coach Moore feel the same way. So I, I think coming into this year, obviously he, he's gonna have to fight to get the starting job back. Um, but I, I could definitely see him earning that right again. He did it once. I feel like he could do it again. Um his his knee, his injury situation has been kind of quiet. Uh you haven't we haven't really heard too much about it, but uh at the same time um really 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 excited to see him in action this spring. Um hopefully he's recovered enough to participate and I'm sure he'll be able to. So Justin, what what are your thoughts on Taquan heading into this spring?
1: I think Taekwon could definitely be, you know, a, a, a guy for uh QB one spot. I mean last year I feel like he was almost, you know, robbed robbed because of his injury. Uh you know, the uh the the uh offensive play sets he played last year. I mean he the it, the team looked like they had total confidence. They drove mm-hmm. down and, you know, got a touchdown. I mean, uh, you know, it it, it he almost seemed like he was he was, you know, the true QB one and everybody had faith in him. And, uh, you know, and of course last year with injuries, it was, kind of plagued us, but, uh, I feel like this year if he comes out strong. We could definitely uh, be in contention for a uh, QB one spot.
0: Absolutely agree. Uh, the next guy on the list, uh, you have Justin, it's uh kale millen.
1: All right. Kale millen. Um, you know, a little insight from, from from what I thought he could have he, he could have been last year uh, coming in. You know, he was he was a high highly recruited guy. Uh, he came from uh, he, well, he he was uh, <coughs> recruited to uh, he committed to Oregon, and then and you know that that didn't play out too well. So he transferred in from uh, he transferred to Northern Arizona University. And then, of course, his third spot was was UConn. And coming in, I was thinking, huh, you know, he, he could definitely, you know, a, a highly recruited guy, he could definitely come in and, and, and compete. Uh, he basically came in for a, I guess a QB uh, specialist uh, for our Wildcat, um, our Wildcat plays. Uh, last year, he went six for 15 and uh, with one touchdown. The um, one touchdown, <clears throat> that I've seen last year, the Wildcat, was uh, versus Florida Atlantic and um, he looks very confident and he looks he looks great and later on in the game he had a uh, he had a nice pass to um, to uh, oh my goodness uh, Zion uh, Zion Turner uh, for a touchdown and uh, he definitely had a great game uh, coming in I thought you know could have could have been you know one of the quarterbacks that could could compete but seeing you know later on um you know it, it, it almost seemed like he was either nervous or something wasn't right because when he came in for like throws he overthrew uh wide receivers uh, it just didn't you know it just didn't look right to me um and i'm i'm pretty positive everybody else saw that too
0: right you hope just some time in the system will and repetition can help calm that
1: yeah no and, and i i've he does have a he, has, he does have a great arm it just you know it seems like yeah if, if you give him some time he could he could compete um if he just you know is is confident in the pocket and is really confident in the plays uh Last year, there wasn't too many plays for him to, uh, to go off of. I mean, it was pretty limited, but hopefully this year, uh, coming up, you know, he, he, he comes in, and, you know, can definitely compete for the job.
0: Absolutely. Uh, next one on the list, I, I will give a little breakdown on, uh, Zion Turner. Uh, obviously, uh, freshman last season, true freshman came in and started 11 games after, uh, Taequann's injury basically played 12 full 12 full games during the regular season and the bowl game I know a lot of uh UConn fans were were a little uh hesitant on him after the bowl game just because the, the performance wasn't wasn't the best but At the same time the true freshman came came out last year was 149 for 258 passing for 1407 yards nine touchdowns and 10 interceptions That 10 interception number is a a little skewed Uh, He he went through a really good stretch in the middle of the season Where he didn't turn the ball over at all and he did a really really good job uh, taking care of the football Um, I I know (laughs) the coaching staff was hesitant a bit when it came to the play calling for Zion uh, throughout the season, but it really seemed towards the end of the year that they opened it up a little bit more and he was able to make some uh, deep ball throws that were pretty impressive. And he used his feet a little more as the season progressed, which I thought was really, really huge uh, just because he gives you that element where he can run and pass and i think that's something he really needs to utilize in the offense and i and i think he will uh i just think a whole nother season under his or a whole nother off season i should say under his belt is going to do him wonders and, and i think i think uconn fans can all agree that they can see the potential in him and they and they understand what the coaches see in him uh, what do you think justin
1: yeah, no, you know Zion Turner. Uh, it, it it almost seemed like last year, you know, a lot of the calls were were for you know Naquan, uh Robertson and Robertson, and um, you know he, he wasn't really even supposed to play last year for a mm-hmm. true freshman. I feel like you know a lot of people were pretty tough on him. I was tough on him sometimes, but you know he he didn't really have much time to to really learn the system,
0: um, right? You know. Coming from
1: coming from high school, where you know he was a perennial quarterback, and going to college football, you know as a FBS, you know Division One player, is totally different. And I feel like you know the first year, he, it was kind of like a year where you just gain confidence, and he did. Um, the bowl the bowl game was kind of. It was another story because once, once those media outlets, like the huge media outlets, start you know covering you and, and people start noticing you and talking about you, the the, the nerves start settling in, and mm-hmm. I feel like you know he tried to be too perfect at times, and the thing that he's gonna he's gonna learn is it's okay to make a mistake, and, right? You know, and last year was okay. You know, I'm gonna go in. Play my game. If if I throw interceptions or you know throw a stupid pass, I mean, uh, it, it it was kind of a given. I mean, as a true freshman, you you, you wouldn't think that he was going to be perfect, and nobody right. really is perfect when they're when they're freshmen. So I have a feeling once once he gets some time under his belt and once he you know once Nick Charlton can actually have like a full playbook, I don't think last year he had the full playbook. And this year, I think it's going to be totally different. he will probably be—I'm thinking like a QB two. He uh, still needs some time to develop. Um, I know last year was—it was kind of like a, oh, I'm, oh, we have to throw you in there because we really only have you. I mean, uh, we only have confidence in you right now. And uh, and I'm, I'm I'm thinking this year is going to be totally different.
0: <clears throat> I, I agree. I, th- I think it's really hard to implement a new offensive system in just a couple months. And then you throw in a, a true freshman quarterback into that system too. And, and I think uh, offensive coordinator Nick Charlton did just a tremendous job uh, helping guide the offense and just putting them in the best position to be successful and leaning on the defense when we had to, um, but at the same time just kind of playing to the strengths that the team had.
1: Yeah, and and you know, he he led the team to a bowl, and that that's pretty huge. I mean, yep. we haven't gone to a bowl since 2015, so it 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 was really you know it it, it was nice. But the thing is, is that when when UConn starts winning, the fans start you know they're like, okay, we 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 got this, we got this. And when things turn sour. You know some some fans turn sour too but it's it, it's kind of just in our blood and it it's 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 gonna it, it's definitely gonna be different um he's definitely gonna be one of the contenders because he's mm-hmm. he's one of the guys that has he's one of two guys that really knows the system right now so
0: right the next guy on our list you you will give a little breakdown on justin uh tyler uh pumacon
1: yeah, so Tyler Pugh um, he, he, he was actually doing great. Um, you no, know, he he started he started three games for us. He went thirty five for seventy two, three hundred and twenty one yards, one touchdown, and his rushing was uh, ninety two yards, two touchdowns. Then he had an injury, uh, a knee injury, a season ending uh, knee injury. Uh, I believe it was during Vanderbilt, um, mm-hmm. and. The thing is, is that I feel like you know, I I I felt for the kid because he he was just turning around the corner. I mean, he was his confidence was pretty high. Um, we 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 saw it like an upswing uh, going on, and then all of a sudden, you know, the knee injury had to happen. But you know, last year too, I know the with, with coming off a knee injury, it's 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 in your head too. Like you're you're nervous about it. And I have a feeling, you know, he was he wasn't too confident um, yet with the knee, and uh, he had a brace on too. So I'm pretty sure, you know, he wasn't too confident in playing with the brace. Uh, but I have a feeling it was pretty quiet um, hearing about his injury too. I mean, we we've heard a little bit about it. Um, I still didn't really hear any status on you know how he's doing. Um, but I'm sure the spring game coming up will will definitely know more
0: absolutely and like you said really felt for him because he he really really did some good things there in the uh, 2021 season he was one of the bright spots in a very difficult season but um, really looking forward to see him bounce back hopefully yeah and I you know I'm going to play the
1: what if game too what if he didn't get hurt would we have picked up, you know, uh, uh, Taequann Ro- Roberson, you know, in, um, in the portal? Right. Or would we have just, you know, went with who we had? I mean, it, it, it totally, you know, uh, shifted some things around. Maybe there was a good shift. Um, it's never good when somebody goes down an injury, but maybe it opened up some eyes saying, Hey, you know, we really need to, you know, vamp up this, uh, QB spot.
0: Absolutely. And speaking of adding uh, a really, really good piece, uh, you have the next person as well, somebody I'm really, really excited to see in the future, uh, Tucker McDonald.
1: Yes, Tucker McDonald. He is from the uh, Northeast. He is a Massachusetts kid. Um, I've been following him on Instagram, and he's been working on his throwing on He's been working really hard. Uh so coming in, um, he's from Wachusett uh, regional of the Massachusetts. Um while he played, he went uh for four, 1,424 passing yards. Uh he passed sixteen um he went for sixteen touchdowns, three interceptions, uh the rushing yards was four hundred and sixty eight. And he had five rushing touchdowns. Uh, I believe his team went uh, when I looked it up, it was eighty-three. Um, he finished his high school game with uh, seven touchdowns, throwing for uh, six and rushing for one. Now this guy is for real. Um, uh, I've I, I I haven't said it enough. I mean, I'm I'm not trying to bash any quarterback that we have now, but I believe Tucker McDonald coming in, he's gonna fight for a spot and he's he's gonna be a bad one i mean the kid is just a true winner and uh you know playing up in massachusetts too it's really hard because they play they basically play like regional and um he did really well and seeing these numbers it's like whoa like did we really pick up a sleeper i mean did every did some people sleep on him? and i have a feeling they did
0: everything that I've seen all the film I've seen of him like he can really throw the football uh,
1: like I was talking around with like a bunch of uh, um, UConn fans last year during games about Tuck McDonald's and he could have been if he didn't choose UConn he could have went to a big school but he felt I feel like he felt like UConn was the right place where he could go and he could start right away. I think that's his mentality. And it's,
0: and it's open because of the competition we're about to have. He's got an opportunity.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of us, too, it's like, oh, we really don't want to play a freshman. We really just want him to develop. And I totally understand that. But if he comes in and he's, like, blowing away everyone, I mean, he definitely should be in thoughts, even if he is a freshman. I mean, you, you don't... For UConn, too, you don't really get a freshman quarterback that had a great high school um, um, career like he has. Right, right.
0: Well, the final guy on the, the list of quarterbacks is I think somebody that both you and I are really, really intrigued to see as well. Um, Joe Fagano... Uh, transfer from FCS Maine. Um, Really, really interesting because he played 16 games under our current offensive coordinator, Nick Charlton. Um, And in those 16 games, he, he was 253 for 408, had 31 touchdowns and only six interceptions and two rushing touchdowns. So he knows the system really, really well, and he thrived in it. And then this past year uh, was 208 for 364 uh, for well over 2,000 yards, 15 touchdowns, six interceptions, and three rushing touchdowns. Um, Playing in a really, really good conference in the CAA, Um, we've added a couple other guys from the CAA to the roster as well via the transfer portal. So I, I'm really intrigued to see him and uh, what he could do at UConn. What are your thoughts, Justin?
1: Yeah, no, um, I, I actually was very happy when I saw him uh, come to UConn because he already knows. He basically knows Nick Charlton's, uh, you know, offensive scheme is the the way he wants to run the offense, and the way he played against UMass, um, I. I, I just remember this game. I mean he was he was making UMass look silly. Mm-hmm. And he he's a really good quarterback. I mean, even if they even if players are from the CAA, when they start developing, they're not freshmen anymore. They're developed into into men. And you know, these guys have a lot of talent and I feel like he has a lot of talent too. And honestly, it's gonna be a battle. Against, uh, with, with the quarterbacks. I mean, there's gonna be some times I feel like we might play unconventional and might have multiple starting quarterbacks because it, it, some people, you know, some of the guys might have strengths against one team than the other. And you never know. I'm, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's kind of a toss up for me. I mean, uh, we have a lot of QB1s on this, uh, on this, uh, ros- uh roster spot right now.
0: Absolutely, it's gonna be a great competition to watch especially in the spring here just to see Who who kind of takes the reins possibly and who kind of separates themselves from the pack? Um, I'm really really intrigued to see this group this spring and moving forward.
1: Oh Yeah, and I I, I actually can't wait for the spring game and uh, it's on a Saturday this year. So I actually can't wait to, to see the quarterbacks because I want to see what we have. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I want to see, you know, the, 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 t- the development that they actually, uh, you know, um, uh, learn. And, um, and it's, it's, it's going to be exciting. It's really going to be exciting here.
0: I agree. And Husky faithful, please feel free to, uh, to either personal message Justin or myself, or um, comment when we when I post this on Twitter and everything about what you what you see from the quarterback position and how it might unfold. Uh, I, again, both Justin and I are really excited about this. I think you guys can get that from what we've been talking about here. But this is going to be this is going to be fun. I don't I don't know if uh, if UConn's ever had this much quarterback talent all at one time in an open competition at this level.
1: Right. No, I, I, I really, I actually really don't. And with the schedule next year, too, it's, it's always nice to have more quarterbacks on the staff, too, because you never know. I mean, we're, we're, we're playing against a really tough competition next year. Mm-hmm. And if injuries occur, it's always really nice to have extra guys in that spot.
0: Absolutely, and we, we've seen injuries occur, that's for sure.
1: Yes, and it's, it's, it was horrible last year.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, <clears throat> one other thing that uh, just dropped today, um, former UConn interim head coach and defensive coordinator Lou Spanos uh, landed a job at Ole Miss as an analyst for them uh I, first off I just want to say I'm glad that he is back in coaching uh, I'm glad that he's that he's doing well because I know there were a lot of rumors going around about his health and uh mental and physical so I, I'm just glad to see that he's back in coaching and doing well and I, I know you'll you'll agree with that as well Justin and we wish him nothing but the best at Ole Miss
1: yeah, no, I, I always loved Bruce Thanos. I mean, he always was fiery on the sidelines. When he was the interim uh, coach, he, he tried his darndest. I mean, uh, the, the, the guy bled blue. And, yeah, some some fans, you know, they're like, ah. but you know what, this guy, he, he went through a lot. And with going through a lot and trying to, re, you know, trying to regroup everybody from transferring. So then Jim Mora coming in had, you know, guys to actually play and didn't have to play catch-up is is phenomenal. And I was really glad when I saw that today because the guy works his butt off. So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and Ole Miss definitely got, you know, somebody that will always come in and and try his hardest and will never quit.
0: Absolutely. And, And like I said at the beginning of the show, we cannot conclude this episode with talking a little bit about the Yukon men's basketball team And the women's basketball team And just how great uh, They are doing Both in the Sweet 16 Both heading out west The men to Vegas, Las Vegas And the women to Seattle But uh, I, th- I guess Let's talk about the men just for a second They they play Arkansas Tomorrow um, It'll be, that's be a heck of a battle Arkansas is a heck of a basketball team Great athletes It's going to be Uh, Charles Barkley said it's going to be a grown man's game, and I couldn't agree more because both UConn and Arkansas are super physical, and it's just this game going to be a fun game to watch. But I think UConn's size just will be too much at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, I mean uh, UConn going back to a Sweet 16 since 2014. Uh, It's it's been a long time coming, and Dan Hurley really he, he really has this team playing tough. And you know, in the Big East, you know, coming from the AAC, you couldn't really, you know, hit people, you know, and be physical. And I think coming into the Big East now, where the refs kind of like let things slide, it kind of helped UConn too. And it, and seeing you know, like a Donovan clinging and and um, and Sonogo, the big guys coming in and doing extra work and just being monsters on the board, I mean, it's huge. Uh, I know uh, Nakeem uh, uh, Lean, too, uh, was one of the guys where early in the season, he was pretty quiet, and now he's just hitting threes, he's hitting mid-range uh, jump shots, and he's he's really one of the keys for, for most of the wins, too, because he had a lot of nice shots, and I feel like you know UConn going in. This is one of the strongest uh, UConn teams since uh, 2014. Actually, probably even stronger. I'm, I'm, Mm -hmm. I, I, I gotta say. I mean, the the team's crazy because some sometimes it's like, what are you guys doing? And then the next game, they're they're just blowing the opponents out.
0: Absolutely. And I'll I'll be honest. uh, Heading into the tournament, I had UConn making the Final Four. In my bracket that I created, but I, I will even go as far to say now is that I think that they honestly will win the national championship.
1: Yes, yeah, I I I gotta I, I gotta I gotta put this in too. So one of the brackets it was my third bracket, my last bracket for ESPN, and I said, "Oh my goodness!" and I was doing really bad. Now it's ninety eight percent accurate, and uh, and I had UConn winning, and uh, right now it's. Right now, the, the the way the whole brackets are playing out. If UConn can go get past Arkansas, I mean, we have a good chance now.
0: Absolutely agree. Now, now let's let's look at the women too. I mean, I, women's basketball always be have a fond place in my heart. Being a former uh, head women's college basketball coach, and I've always loved and enjoyed and admired Gino Auriem and what he's done at UConn. And I think the women have set themselves up tremendously well to make, not only make a run to the Final Four, but potentially more.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the UConn women, during Biggie's play, they had some games where the losses were like, oh, boy, what are you girls doing? Uh, but Nika Mule uh, is – is she she's the one player that always comes and battles. I mean – yes. Great on defense, and she's 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 just a great leader. And with Paige Becker's uh, being hurt for the season, um, it it, it definitely helped having a uh, a voice out there. And with Az Bud um, coming back from an injury, I mean that only helped. And because I I think we're only down to like six players or something like that that played, and that that's it because everybody else was hurt. Um, but I'm.
0: They're 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 definitely playing UConn basketball at the right time. They absolutely are. They they play Ohio State um, coming up in their their first Sweet Six their Sweet Sixteen matchup in Ohio State. Um, won both of their games, but they they were they were down in, uh, against James Madison and against North Carolina, fought hard to come back and win both of those games. But I think we can both agree. If they get down uh, early against UConn, I, I don't see a scenario where they're coming back.
1: No, and actually in, in the bracket, too, I was, pretty, um, I was pretty shocked when Indiana was knocked off. Because mm-hmm. I had them going you know to the Final Four. Um, but I feel like UConn, you know, playing Baylor the other day, they, they were just really strong I mean I of course I fell asleep on the couch and I I, I didn't watch them and I fell asleep that night but uh, you know it, it it almost seems like now you know they opened up their eyes saying hey we got this thing and mm-hmm. nobody can push us around and as long as they make their shots and they don't shoot crazy crazy shots sometimes they try to shoot too many threes but uh, just 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 you know, play play your brand of basketball.
0: Absolutely, and in my bracket, I had them losing to South Carolina in the national championship. But with the way that the women are playing, I, they got a shot. And South Carolina has looked vulnerable recently, so I'm I'm very very intrigued uh, seeing that moving forward.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, with 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 UConn, uh, you know, if, if they if. I'm hoping they make it and when they do play South Carolina what they really need to do is they need to not get into foul trouble because Absolutely. last time they played them they were in horrible you know foul trouble and it just didn't turn out right but I I have that hard feeling that maybe men's and women's basketball this year will be dual champions champions again
0: and the basketball capital of the world will be where it's supposed to be.
1: Yes. And pretty and pretty soon we'll have the, uh, the football, uh, uh, I guess, the world's football uh, capital of the world, too, pretty soon.
0: Jim Moore is doing a heck of a job, that's for sure.
1: Yes. Yes, he has.
0: Well, everybody, uh, it's been fantastic uh, being able to come back on. Um And Just talk Husky football and and everything else that goes along with it Uh, like I said before you guys are such an amazing group of people and uh, I'm so glad that I can just be a little little glimpse of it um, and just to be uh, a positive light into Yukon football and uh, Justin thanks so much for joining me again.
1: Oh, thank you. I'm glad to be back
0: with you. Absolutely. Well, everybody, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, again, it's it's a blessing to be back on. Um, feel free to follow me personally at Coach underscore B Will on Twitter and then the podcast Twitter account at TNT College Foot One. Uh, Justin, where can the listeners find you? Uh,
1: you can find me on Twitter, uh, Hawkeye-282.
0: Absolutely. Again, thank you guys so much for listening. Have a good night. God bless.